This is Troy Black. Welcome to My Prophetic Journal, in which I share the stories and details of my personal day-to-day interaction with the Holy Spirit. In the pages of this journal, you'll discover dreams, visions, prophetic utterances, miracles, and more, all connected to the voice of a real, living Savior. Let's dive in. Hey, y'all. This is Troy Black. Uh, So welcome to this episode of my podcast. I would say I'm trying to gather my thoughts right now um, in order to share the things that the Lord has given me, but what I've found, especially when it comes to this podcast, is it's better if I just stop trying to gather my thoughts and just give it over to the Lord and wait for Him. So usually before I start these episodes, I'll, I'll be in prayer. You know, sometimes I'll turn on worship music, I'll be worshiping the Lord. Other times... I will wait until the Lord tells me to record one of these episodes. So like one of the episodes was recorded late at night um, after I'd already put my kids to bed. And that is the episode uh, on joy. If you haven't gone listen to that one, um, it's pretty great. Um, I think it is (laughs) because of what the Lord was doing that day. In this episode, um, what I really feel like the Lord is telling me to share is what he's been doing in my life personally recently. So a lot of this podcast is about my personal journal that I've been keeping, you know, about the things the Lord has been saying or doing. Um, But most of the stuff I share um, is stuff that uh, relates to words that he wants me to share with other people or with, uh, you know, on my YouTube channel or somewhere like that. Some of it's more personal. You know, I think everything in this episode is going to be personal uh, personal words, things that God has been trying to do. And, and there's been this theme that the Lord has been trying to work out in my heart recently. Um, and that just keeps coming up over and over again. And it is, the theme is, it's the idea of learning to be moved by the spirit and learning to be carried along by him. So I want to start with a, uh, a vision I got. <clears throat> this was on January 1st, uh, 2021. Uh, I just started to see a river, and th- I wrote down these words uh, that I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying in, the, in that moment. Um, he was saying, you can't control which way the river goes. And that's true. You know, like in real life, if you were on a river, let's say in a canoe or whatever, there's no way you could control which direction the river was going. It's already set in stone, right? And I think it's the same with the Holy Spirit. Like he already, and this is what he's trying to teach me, like he already knows where he wants to go. You know, we don't know. Jesus even said the spirit is like the wind, you know, like you don't know which way it's going. Sometimes it's blowing. Sometimes it's not, you know, it's going to, it's going to change directions really quickly. That's how it's going to seem to us. And a winding river is kind of the same way, you know, sometimes there's going to be a rapid current. Other times there's going to be like, it's going to slow down and you're going to have a peaceful, still, you know, section of the river. Sometimes it's going to be real narrow or wide, you know, and, and that could refer to like the amount of, of decision making that God is putting into our hands versus the specific details he's telling us to do, you know, the specific things he's told us to do a certain way. You know, so I really think the Lord's trying to use this illustration to, uh, to get me to latch onto this idea of just letting him lead me, letting him guide me. And so while I was seeing that river, he also said, I want you to be a piece of driftwood just let me take you. I want you to be a piece of driftwood. You know, and and that was even uh, to me, a piece of driftwood is even a more extreme illustration than like if I was in a canoe because if you're in a boat, you can steer and you can like fight against the current, 
right? You can, I mean, you could turn around and try to, I've tried to canoe up a river before. Doesn't work too good, especially in the really <laughs> difficult, fast moving waters. Like it's very hard sometimes, but you could try to do it. But what the Lord has been telling me is not even to be, not even to paddle, you know, not even to be a boat, just to be a piece of driftwood. And driftwood has no control. It's completely lost control, completely is dominated and driven by wherever the river wants to take it, wherever the waves are moving. And, and that's what the Lord has been, in, has been teaching me. And I've, I had another vision recently that was very similar that I'm going to share near the end of this episode. But something else uh, that I, I saw at the same time, I believe God has been connecting with this idea of being led by the Spirit. And that, and that was that I started to see little foxes. Like little, they were cute, okay, to be honest. These little images of these little baby fox, almost baby looking foxes that were playing together and having fun. Actually, there's a few times in the Old Testament where foxes, and a few times in the New Testament, where foxes are, the the word fox or foxes is used in a negative way to mean something bad. And uh, so I want to read one of those, and then I want to share what the Lord said. This is uh, Song of Solomon 2.15. It says, catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that are ruining the vineyards while our vineyards are in blossom. And what I believe this is referring to when it comes to, if you look at that uh, romantic relationship, you know, in Song of Solomon, and you, and you look at the metaphor that it's, it's referring to, the, the metaphor is, is this picture of the relationship between Christ and the church, ultimately, in Scripture. And... To me, the little foxes are the things that come in between us and him. Or they're the things that, you know, seem innocent uh, from a natural standpoint. They're the things that don't seem like they could make do too much harm. You know, in the daylight, you see them out there playing and you're like, oh, those are cute. That's cool. You know, and then in the night when you're sleeping, they're, they're destroying your crops. They're messing your fruit up, you know, and and that's what the Lord's been been kind of showing me it goes hand in hand with learning to to let the Spirit lead you. Is just this idea that if you're really giving Him control, He's going to start working on those areas in your heart, you know, and and that's what He's been doing for me. This is what He said after I saw that vision of the foxes. He said, "There are little foxes in your heart that haven't shown themselves on the surface yet," and then He said, "Don't let them stay." Little foxes in your heart that haven't shown themselves. So these are things that I wasn't even recognizing in my own life. And and from the moment that he said that till now, I've just been on this like mini journey of of seeking the Lord and saying, God, what are those things? You know, like show me those things. I don't want those things. Um, rid me of those things. Like he obviously doesn't want them to stay and I don't want them to stay either. It, ultimately, they are going to mess up the fruit. You know, ultimately they're going to destroy the vineyard. And another verse the Lord gave me recently reminded me of, this is back on December 19th, uh, 2020. The Lord actually gave me a life verse at one point. He said, this is your life verse. And he gave me a specific reference. I looked it up and I've gone back to it several times since then, um, but I had forgotten the reference. (laughs) Um, So this past month I sat down and I was asking God, what should I read? What should I read? you know, in the Bible. And I don't always do that, but sometimes I feel like he has something for me to read. And so I wait for him, you know, to speak. And he said, Isaiah 43, 10, he said, Isaiah 43, 10. And then he said, 
but read from 7 to 11. It was very specific. And so I think the reason he was specifically mentioning 43.10 is that once I looked it up in my Bible, I saw this. I've written the words life verse next to this verse, and I realized, aha, he's reminding me of this. And so I'm going to actually start reading in verse 7. It says, Everyone who is called by my name and whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed, even whom I have made. Verse 8, bringing out the people who are blind, but though they have eyes and those who are deaf, even though they have ears. 9, all the nations have gathered together so that the peoples may be assembled. Who among them can declare this and proclaim to us the former things? Let them present their witnesses so that they may be justified, or let them hear and say, it is true. And this is verse 10. This is the verse the Lord has has told me is my life verse. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, and there will be none after me. Verse 11, I, only I, am the Lord, and there is no Savior besides me. So this verse is so cool because even though it's an Old Testament verse, to me, I believe it's pointing directly to the gospel message. It uses terms like, there's no Savior besides me in verse 11. Um, You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, verse 10. Um, And then also in verse 10, uh, what stands out to me the most and what I love about this verse is it says, I've chosen you. And then if you ask the question, why, you know, why did you choose me? What's the purpose? He says, so that you may know and believe me so that you may believe me, and then so that you may know me. You know, and that's what Jesus says. When the people said, you know, we did all these things in your name, you know, and, and he says, but I, yes, but I never knew you. What he's looking for is an intimate relationship. He's looking for us to really know him truly, to really uh, make him the Lord over our hearts, to really make him the focus of our lives, to really give him access and lordship over every part of us. You know, just like that flowing river to say, Jesus, wherever you want to take me, wherever you want me to go, I want to go. But what's so amazing about this process is his grace. Jesus doesn't change us, you know, by by guilt tripping us or making us feel bad about messing up or pointing us to the foxes and saying, oh, look at all those foxes. You better get to work, you know. Instead, he just points us back to the cross. And that's why we get to be his witnesses is because when we look at the cross and we see, wow, I'm still in need of the cross. And then, you know, and his grace is still sufficient for me. Then that encourages us and builds our faith and challenges us to turn around and share that with somebody else. You know, we say, wow, this is amazing. God's love and his grace are the reason why I can be filled with the spirit, the reason why I can be led by him and I can know him personally. And those things never run out. You know, and then we can turn around and say, he, the same love and grace he has for me, he has for you, you know, and then we become his witnesses in that way. Many of us have heard the tips that are meant to help us stop worrying, but some of us are still living a life plagued with worry. The truth is, God did not create you to be a worrier. You don't have to live in a constant state of anxiety. You can walk down a different path. I just released a new book titled Stop Worrying, Live in the Peace and Favor of God. In it, I share principles from God's Word that help us to win the battle against worry, but I also share my personal journey of hearing from the Holy Spirit as He has helped me to practically walk out the truths I've been learning. 
So what are you waiting for? Come with me as we journey down a better path. Stop worrying and start living in the peace and favor of God every day. You can find links to the paperback and ebook version on troyblackvideos.com. The night that this might seem a little weird to some people, uh, but then the very same night that, uh, <laughs> and I'm saying that about a, a prophetic journal podcast episode. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> those who think this is weird probably aren't listening at this point. But yeah, so uh, that same night, me and my wife had actually gone to a Christmas party at one of her relatives' house, and uh, her grandma was there, who we call Mimi. And one thing that she likes to do is she always likes to have a program along with uh, any sort of uh, gathering, family gathering. And so it was real simple this year. The only thing she did was she had us draw, um, sometimes we'll draw verses, you know, or we'll draw names of people that we sh- we could be praying for throughout the year, you know, names of other family members, things like that. This year, what she had us do was draw out, uh, we drew out of a hat, just a piece of paper with a word on it. And she was declaring over us, like, this is your word for this year. Like, this is what God is going to do more of in your life. And so, you know, I think for some people it could be weird, you know, it could feel like, oh, you're all just like, I don't know, like it could be like a fortune thing or something like that. And that is definitely not what it is. Um, but to, to Mimi, I know um, she is prophetic and to, to her, I know like she is believing God is speaking to people through this. Like she is believing that God is giving people words. And so the word that I drew for myself uh, when the bucket was being passed was the word glory. And later in the night, this is uh, that same evening, God told me, this is what I want you to read. And verse seven says, whom I have created for my glory, whom I have created for my glory. Um, And I've seen that word show up a few other times since then in in very confirming ways. Like the Lord is saying like this year for you personally, Troy, talking to me, this is something I'm doing in your life. I'm revealing my glory to you. And and I'm going to be revealing my glory through you, you know, as my witness and I believe that is tied directly to the idea of walking in the spirit, you know, like, like the glory of God, you know, I think sometimes it's like we, we, we go for one of these things, you know, we've got the glory of God over here, the manifestation of his spirit, of his presence, of, of miracles, signs and wonders, you know, the, the peace of God. And then over here, you've got like being led by the spirit. And then in the middle, we've got the little foxes. We've got the pruning of the spirit, the, the cleansing, the fire, you know, of God, like, like, uh, changing our, our hearts, you know, and, and sometimes we will get so on board with one of these ideas, but we'll forget about the other two, you know, or we'll be on board with two of them, but we'll forget about the third one. You know, it's like, these things work hand in hand. Like we have to be willing to believe that we are going to see God's glory, believe that he is going to do miracles, believe that he is going to speak to us. We have to have our belief that yes, God is going to do these things and he does do these things. But also, and he has done them, you know, but also we have to be submitted to his plan for our life, his purpose for our life. We have to be submitted to the leading of the spirit, but we also have to um, lay our heart down before him and say, God, what you want to change about me? You know, like, what do you just want to do in me? Like, it's great if God can, can take us and use us to do great things for his kingdom, but at the end of the day, if even if God is using us to do amazing things for his kingdom, if we're not allowing him to work on our character and make us look more like Jesus, we're not going to be able to sustain those things. You know, like we're not going to be able to stay in that place where he's able to use us because eventually the little foxes are going to destroy the vineyard. Eventually it's going to catch up with us. 
And and that's not what God wants for us. You know, God wants us to be uh, to be fully functioning in His Spirit, to be fu- to be to become that driftwood. You know, whatever He wants to do in our lives, He wants us to be willing to let Him do that. Another vision I got recently. Uh, this was back on December twelfth. I'm kind of working backwards here a little bit. I, I got this vision of an archer that was shooting an arrow through this row of trees. So there was a, a, it was like someone had planted trees in a row, you know, like in a orchard or something like that. <clears throat> and then they had sawed a hole through the middle of all these trees. So there was a hole that you could look through and see a line, you know, all the way through all these trees in the trunk. And they lined up perfectly. And then I saw at one end, there was this bullseye uh, attached to another tree. And then there was an archer standing at the other end and he was shooting and trying to shoot an arrow through this line of trees, like through all these holes, straight through all the way to hit this bullseye on the other side, which be, would be nearly impossible, you know, probably impossible. And it, it kind of reminded me, if you've ever heard the story of uh, Odysseus, that it was like a Greek, you know, legend, mythology, where the main character Odysseus, once he gets home, he has to, in order to prove who he is... Since he's been away on this adventure for so long, he has to shoot an arrow through all these rings in a row and hit the target. Just to kind of give you an, a, a picture of what it was like, if you know that story. But this is what the Holy Spirit said. He said, you are the archer. This is like my plan for your life. And as soon as I heard that, it's like, wow, <laughs> how am I supposed to do that? You know, like, how am I supposed to hit the mark when it's so impossible? Like, such a precise, exact shot, you know, like, how's that possible? And the Holy Spirit said, it's only possible by my grace. And that is so true. Like, and, and in this vision, I saw the archer hit the mark. And, and it's so true, y'all. Like, it's only possible if we're leaning fully and completely on his grace. Because, yeah, as much as I would like to be a drip, piece of driftwood all the time, I oftentimes act like, you know, somebody in a rowboat or in a canoe. And I, I oftentimes fight the current But every time I do that, every time we do that, God is there and he's saying, my grace is still sufficient. Here's what's so great about his grace is is the sooner that we learn how to just respond to his grace and say, Lord, I messed up. Lord, my heart, my intentions are wrong in this area. Help me to get on track. You know, I believe that you have already forgiven me. I I believe that I, I uh, I have the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ. The sooner that we learn how to do that, you know, or the the more we learn how to do that soon after we realize we've made a mistake, gosh, the easier it is for us to keep being a piece of driftwood, the easier it is for us to get back where we're supposed to be. But, But the more that we build up this, it's almost like a thick skin against what God is doing and saying. The more that we build that up, the harder it is for us to turn back and and accept his grace when we need it. You know, and it's just going to prolong the process. It's not like God is going to give up on us. It's not that he's going to stop working on us. It's just going to be harder for us to be transformed by him. It's going to be harder for him to get us to that place that we're that he's wanting us to be, that he's desiring us to be. You know, he's not going to force us to get there, but he's going to keep pushing us in that direction as long as we are willing to submit, as long as we are willing to be led by him. And even when it feels impossible, even when the what he's calling us to do feels like something we could never do in a million years, his grace is there, and that's what is really going to make the difference. That is what makes it possible. It's not on our shoulders. It's Jesus, you know, <laughs> bore 
not just our sin, not just our shame on his shoulders on the cross, but he also became our source of life. You know, the word says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. It says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. That that joy only comes because of what Jesus did for us. And when Jesus ascended on high, it says he gave gifts to men. He, He sent the Holy Spirit to be with us. That joy only comes from him from a personal relationship with him. But but when you have that joy, when you have his 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 peace, when you have his grace, you know, when you're leaning fully in in into and onto what Jesus has done, then gosh y'all, anything is possible. With God all things are possible. And and what we can't do in a million years, God can do in a second. So I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, this is the last uh, the last vision I want to share. This was back on November 30th. So I'm definitely working back <laughs> backwards in the timeline. November 30th, 2020, I started to see this picture of an Etch-A-Sketch, um, which is like a little kid's toy for drawing images. It's very hard to use <laughs> unless you're a professional Etch-A-Sketcher, if that's a thing. We watched the movie Elf recently, and in that movie, somehow he has uh, magical Etch-A-Sketch skills, and he... Paint, he draws the Mona Lisa uh, painting on an Etch-A-Sketch, which is literally impossible. Um, so yeah, so I started to see this etch a <laughs> I can't say it anymore. Okay, <laughs> I'm getting off track. I started to see this Etch-A-Sketch with this picture on it of trees. There, there were trees um, on a, and a mountain slope, and they're on the side of this, this mountainside. And I looked closer, it was like I was zooming in, and suddenly I saw there were two slopes that met in the middle where there was a ravine or this valley. And in the middle of the valley, there's a pathway of water rushing through it. So it was like this place where this river had cut through these mountains. And then the Lord started to say, I've been painting you a picture of where I'm leading you. It's going to seem like a valley at first. And I, and I believe when he said painting a picture, he was talking about the Etch-A-Sketch thing. Like he's drawing this picture for me. You know, it's not something he gave me all at once. And I don't believe the Holy Spirit does that. He slowly starts to reveal the next step, you know, or the next season or the next thing that he's doing in our hearts. He, he's slowly revealing what he's, what he's after, what he's, where he's wanting us to go, what he's doing in our lives. And then and he said, it's going to seem like a valley at first, but choose to ride the current of my spirit. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be unique and beautiful. So I just want to pray for you real fast, um, just that you would believe him and that I would believe him enough to jump in and to let him carry us. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would keep pulling us back to yourself, Lord, that you wouldn't let, don't let the other things get in the way, even the religious things, even the good things, Lord, the things that are helpful and beneficial. Don't let even those things pull our focus away from you, Jesus. And I just ask that if whatever little foxes are in our hearts, God, that you would just clear those out, that you would reveal them to us. Help us to understand uh, that that they're ultimately just going to hurt. They're not going to help, Lord. Help us to come back to you, Jesus. Help me to come back to you, Lord. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you to lead us, Lord. We need you to change us. And we need your grace. We can't remove shame from past mistakes. We can't get rid of the guilt by ourselves. We need you to pull that off of us. 
Jesus, I believe you carried it for us. And I believe because of that, we get to walk in freedom. We get to walk in life, newness of the Spirit. We get to hear from you clearly because we believe, God, that you want to speak to us, not based on our own merits, based on what Jesus did for us, <laughs> based, on, based on what you've already won for us, Jesus. We just accept that freedom right now in the Holy Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We accept it right now in Jesus' name. We believe that you're going to do great things in and through us, Lord, because of who you are, because of your goodness, because of your grace. Amen. This is Troy Black, and you've been listening to My Prophetic Journal. If you'd like to support this ministry, find out how on TroyBlackVideos.com. You'll also find links to my YouTube videos, books, blog posts, and more. That's TroyBlackVideos.com. I hope you'll join me again for another entry of my prophetic journal.